welcome to the podcast. We've got fresh content from some of the brightest minds in the Bitcoin, blockchain, and crypto space. With feeds on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram that make it so incredibly easy to keep to the pulse of what's happening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and even hit the share button to send to someone you know who would love to know about this totally free podcast. Huge thanks to our main sponsor, UnoCoin, who are not only India's leading crypto assets blockchain company, but also the reason why this podcast is available to you completely free of charge. With that said, let's jump into one of the Blockchain Impact Conference talks that took place in Toronto, Canada on December 8th, 2017. Enjoy. Thank you. Um, Thanks for coming to uh, Blockchain Impact and uh, to this talk. So um, I actually have an interesting uh, personal relationship to to this space. About eight years ago, I actually proposed to my wife in this very very room. So um, uh, I'm... uh, Thank you. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, when Sunny asked me to, to come out and, uh, and speak about, you know, what Coinberry is and, and what we're trying to achieve, um, you know, this, this, uh, this memory uh, arose about, um, you know, everyday, uh, everyday experiences and everyday people. And uh, we were all, you know, at this, at this conference, we were all uh, very involved um, in, you know, in the blockchain space. Obviously, you're all here, you're interested to know more about it. Um, but we have to keep in mind that there is, uh, you know, the other 99% of the people right now that hear about Bitcoin in the news, they hear about it on CNN, on, on CBS, but they really don't have any uh, safe or reliable or easy way to access uh, Bitcoin or other digital uh, digital currencies. So Coinberry's uh, sort of mission, uh, mission statement and, and, and mission as a company is to provide a, a, a venue for um, for the mass adoption um, of digital currencies and for people to be able to acquire digital currencies easily um, and securely, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of companies focused on uh, on great uh, complex financial instruments for blockchain. Uh, there's a lot of exchanges that exist that really focus on you know providing um, investors an opportunity to uh, to to play around and, and to invest in um, digital currency assets. But there's really not a lot of companies, if you think about it, that really focus on well, how do we get you know, how, how do we get average Joe that heard about uh, Bitcoin on the news, um, you know, uh, uh, on the evening news, and, and would like to buy you know 200, 250 dollars worth because um, because that's what that's what that's what his budget is and that's what he's interested in. Well, you know, the the, the fact of the matter is that there's a lot more of these um, you know average Joes in the world than there are. Um, institutional investors. Um, so Coinberry's whole, uh, whole idea um, and what we strive to do is to provide um, you know, an opportunity for somebody like my grandmother to, uh, to go online, to go to one of our machines and buy Bitcoin. And, and I see you laughing here, but I have had that discussion with her and she has no idea what, you know, what Bitcoin is. Um, she's heard about it from, from me, but she knows the price is going up. She knows it's uh, uh, she knows it's something that people talk about it, and so she has you know a little bit of money put aside, and she wanted to invest in some. And did I tell her to go online? Uh, you know, this was prior to Coinberry coming around. Did I tell her to go online and, and go through all the uh, rigmaroles? No, of course not. I mean, she she barely uses her email. Um, but the idea of how do you create a platform and how do you create a solution for for these sorts of individuals um, is what sort of arose out of you know that discussion and, and numerous other discussions and and uh, and that's how Coinberry came about as, as a company um, because if you think about it I mean the way I personally got involved in, in Bitcoin in 
general is a couple of years ago, I was actually on a, on a beach uh, with some friends in Miami, and uh, we were there for, uh, for a bachelor party, great place to go for a bachelor party, by the way. Um, and at the end of the trip, we were all sitting around, there were some individuals from the US, some individuals from Canada, and we had to settle uh, you know, what we owe each other. And somebody had the great idea of settling in Bitcoin. And I realized at that point in time that, you know, we're just average individuals ourselves, just a bunch of guys on a beach. And I realized that if we're having this discussion about um, using, uh, you know, a digital currency such as Bitcoin, which is obviously, um, you know, accessible in the US and Canada to settle our debts to each other, and these are not large debts, again, um, there, there are millions of other individuals around the world that are having similar discussions that don't know that the solution already exists in Bitcoin or other digital uh, currencies. So, so uh, through you know through those sort of uh, personal experiences, um, uh, the idea to, to create a platform that allows people to uh, to acquire currency, um, of course, securely. Security is a, is, a, is a very important aspect of uh, uh, you know Bitcoin or any other uh, digital asset, um, and easily. So what we try to do is to create an easy experience for people, um, an experience that is of course compliant to existing legislation, but an experience that is um, that, that that somebody can do, you know, in five minutes sitting in their computer after they watch the evening news. Um, so how do we go about doing that? As uh, Sunny mentioned, we have a network of, of Bitcoin ATM machines where people can transact uh, using. Uh, Cash. We're developing a product where people will be able to transact using debit cards as well. Uh, and uh, likewise, these machines are integrated into our online portal, uh, so people can access uh, their account both on the online portal and at the machine. Um, and as we develop and grow a network more, um, we expect uh, people to start, uh, you know, seamlessly working or using both, uh, both platforms, the online and the offline. Um, and, uh, and, and, and create an experience for them um, that they, they can use in their everyday life. So if they're walking by and they, and they have a couple extra dollars and they wanna, they wanna invest um, you know, and buy some Bitcoin, they can do that at the machine, they can later go, go home and log in um, through the online portal and uh, they'll see their funds there, they can then invest them, they can move them out uh, to you know, a different wallet. Um, uh, and and that, that experience, we believe, that allows the, in, the individuals which are not currently uh, in this field uh, to onboard en masse because we believe that, um, especially with Bitcoin being in the news as much as it has been lately, uh, the mass, um, uh, the mass uh, knowledge and the mass adoption of, of Bitcoin and other digital currencies um, has already in fact began. Uh, we, again, you know, we, we are a select uh, few early onboarders in this revolution but um, I think that I think it's reached a critical point and we believe that it's reached a critical point and we're providing a solution um, for um, you know, beyond that critical point and, and beyond the mass adoption um, so every day um, you know it's, it's 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 kind of it's kind of funny but every day we, we get together for our um, morning um, you know run throughs of our development um, and where we are and where we you know what we'll be developing in the next week our sprints and the one idea that always that we always talk about again is you know can can my grandmother use this? And it's kind of it's, it's kind of a joke at the office now, but really it's it's a very good place to be in because then you always have that perspective in mind because being in the field and using uh, you know and, and, and 
force myself, uh, you know, buying and selling these currencies. I'm very comfortable with all the different platforms that exist. But taking a step back, and I think it's important for everybody here to, to sort of um, think about that use case um, for, you know, for when you go back to, uh, to, 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 your, to your respective companies is think of that use case because that is what is really going to drive this forward is the mass adoption. Um, the early adoption is, you know, is already, is already, that's already happened. Um, but the mass adoption is what's coming up next. And that's what we believe um, to be the sort of the future for Bitcoin and, uh, and Ethereum and other digital uh, currencies. Um, so that's sort of a little bit about, about you know, Coinberry and, uh, and, uh, and my personal involvement and sort of my philosophy of, of where we're taking the company. But um, let me, um, you know, I've, I've talked a little bit about something that I think hasn't come up very, very frequently here, but sort of our approach. So, um, is there any questions from anybody in in, um, in the audience about, uh, you know, what, what, I, what I've spoken about and, and our philosophy and our approach at um, bringing Bitcoin basically to the masses? Yes, sir. Are you starting to see that as a we actually do. So um, as we get more data points, we're actually realizing that most of the transactions taking place are um, well under $1,000. And uh, those are the most frequent transactions, in fact. It's people that have a couple hundred bucks, they hear about this in the news, and we have, you know, we track uh, sources of, of, uh, of clients, um, and they hear about it in the news, and they want to, uh, you know, they don't want to invest their, you know, trip down south savings. Um, but they have a couple of hundred dollars that they want that they wouldn't mind uh, putting into you know Bitcoin or Ethereum. Um, so that's actually the biggest use case that we see. Um, which again, I mean, you know, we had a theory going into this uh, based on uh, you know uh, you know our of course personal experiences and, and, and logic. But we do see this theory being proven uh, now that we're actually uh, you know operating and we see um, uh, use cases coming in and data points coming in. You're going to have to speak up, sir. Sorry, I just wondering, when I invest in the coin, do I need a wallet or do I need a cash invested in the one service? So we provide both solutions. Um, of course, um, and again, this is an interesting, um, an interesting um, point to bring up because on the one hand, uh, going into this, you think that the logical um, behavior is that people would uh, want to hold their own Machines. That's what you do. You uh, you would have to uh, you know provide a wallet for us to uh, to send you the Bitcoin to. But in actuality, when you actually look at the data coming in, you realize that people um, want to buy some Bitcoin because again they've heard about it and they want to invest a little. But they're not actually looking to withdraw into you know their own uh, wallet. So that's another you know that's something we're working on as well. Is providing secure storage uh, on people's behalf. And uh, uh, we've actually had discussions with with some. Um, uh, financial institutions that are uh, interested in developing those solutions because that that's sort of the next um, the next big question to ask right as mass adoption goes on where do you where do you store all this uh, Bitcoin on behalf of people because from what we see 80% uh, of the funds are left on the platform and are not withdrawn so that begs a, you know a, a different question of um, you know So it, you, you have an option to withdraw it, of course. Uh, you have an option to 
Uh, sorry. So the question was, um, if I heard you correctly, is uh, if an individual goes on the platform or at the machine and uh, buys a thousand dollars worth of um, worth of Bitcoin, do we hold it or does the individual uh, receive the Bitcoin? And so the response is, um, it's, it's, there's an option for the for the user of how they want to go about it. So we uh, we either provide them an opportunity to withdraw onto their own private wallet, or we can hold it for them. Um, and what I was mentioning before is we see that eight out of 10 uh, cases where people actually do not want to withdraw uh, and, and be responsible for their own, um, their own currency. Uh, the transaction cost? Uh, you talking about Bitcoin transaction costs or Coinbase transaction? What, what you, just so I understand. Right, so the way Coinberry works is we uh, we sit on a number uh, of, or we plug into a number of global exchanges. So we, we parse um, a multitude of global exchanges to bring our uh, our users the best pricing. Um, so the transaction, uh, I mean, there's there's a uh, obviously a spread that we make in the service that we provide, but uh, there is no transaction fee that we charge. Uh, the price that you see is the price that you get, and again, that price is parsed through. Exchanges globally. Yes, sir. My question is, what is the unique value proposition? Absolutely, and, and that brings me back to our whole um, our whole uh, mission statement is that a lot of our competitors are focused on providing solutions for um, for knowledgeable uh, you know investment, uh, and and they provide a very complex financial you know financial mechanism for trading Bitcoin, for, you know, uh, shorting Bitcoin, doing all those sorts of things. Um, a lot of feedback that we receive from our user base has been very positive in that um, our user interface is extremely simple, it's extremely clear, it does not allow you to do a thousand different things, but that's because our user base doesn't want to do a thousand different things. They want to do one thing and they want to do it very simple, uh, simply, and they want to do it very easily. So that's that's our competitive advantage. That's how we that's how we get people to to use our service. Is we always have that um, in the back of our mind. How do we make it extremely simple, you know, secure, but extremely simple and um, and, and quick experience? And then those are the question is. Yes. Um, what regulatory pressure has a very interesting question about um, regulation and compliance. I'm actually curious, out of the people in the audience, who is in compliance at their uh, respective um, financial institutions? If anybody's brave enough to put their hand up? No. <laughs> um, so, uh, no, but jokes aside, um, it, I think working with compliance and regulation um, is, is something that not a lot of companies in this field are really taking a serious stance uh, or a serious uh, approach to. From the very beginning, when you know, as we founded and built up Coinbury, our whole philosophy has been to, to build a long-term solution and a long-term uh, company with long-term potential growth. So we have been uh, in very close contract uh, with uh, you know with compliance regulators with FinTrack, um, and uh, even though some of the guidelines and some of the uh, laws you know, put in place um, 
we're not exactly clear right now. Some of the statements made by um, you know the OSC, OSC at the beginning of the year, everybody's treading very, very lightly, and everything is kind of all the messages are very um, uh, unclear. What we are doing personally, uh, not personally, but what we're doing at Coinberry is we're taking a very, um, a very above board approach. Um, a lot of our competitors are cutting corners, not doing the proper AML KYC. So we we decided to go above and beyond what we're required to do by by current law and um, and do you know what would be required once those laws are enacted. Um, so as you well know, the the general sort of um, uh, the general uh, feelings in the financial world, and I'm talking about you know the big five banks and. And the regulators is um, is not one of arms wide open towards um, you know Bitcoin in particular, um, but it's a reality that we live in, and we build relationships and, and, and we make sure that we're very transparent in what we do, um, and uh, we we are very um, you know again our, our whole philosophy is to make an easy but secure um, product, and and so the secure portion of it comes from of course being um, in line with current. Legislature and legislature that we believe will be coming uh, in the future to regulate this uh, this space. Any other questions? Yes, sir. So as I mentioned, what we do is we uh, parse exchanges, right? So uh, Bitcoin and other digital currency exchanges globally, and we add a spread on top of that, and then we sell that, uh, that digital currency to our consumers. So um, the way an FX brokerage works would be a good analogy. Does that answer your question? Oh, you want, oh, you want to know specifically how much we charge as a percentage? So that actually depends on a number of, of factors. Um, uh, for, our, for our actual machines, that number varies depending on competition, uh, geographical competition. Uh, it, uh, the numbers vary depending on the volatility of, uh, of Bitcoin. Um, so it, you know, that it, it's hard to give you a number. We're very competitive, and our goal again is because we because our target audience is um, you know people buying on mass. Um, we make our spread not by having one client and charging them a large amount. We we charge a very competitive rate. Um, again, it's a variable rate, but it's a very competitive rate, and, and we get our, we, we make our money by um, by having multi, you know, multitude of users. Um, so that answers your question. Yes. Uh, 
in there and five more being installed um, early uh, Q1 next year. Yes, sir? Uh, what are the costs you make? I mean, maybe like... You mean the machines? Yeah, like how much, like, if I want to put one in my store? So, so the machines, there's, um, that, that whole segment of the industry is, um, is quite varied. So you have a lot of different products there. You have machines that allow people to simply buy Bitcoin. You have machines that allow people to buy and sell Bitcoin. So uh, you, know, you can actually take money out of the machine. You also have uh, machines that allow um, NFC capabilities. So if you have a, 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 an app, a wallet on your phone, that allows for NFC, basically, you know, like the, the pay, you know, Apple Pay kind of thing. Um, you can you can use that as well. So the the sort of the product classes vary, um, and they vary from a few thousand dollars to uh, a few tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, uh, their their maintenance is not so much of an issue. Of course, you have to service them. They're like uh, any other um, you know ATM machine where you have to service them. Uh, obviously, you know the you know, cash cycle runs. But we have a company that we work with. Uh, Um, and to the point uh, that I mentioned actually earlier on in the talk, um, we are developing a solution that allows for uh, a debit card transaction at the machines as well. So um, I'm very excited about that. That should be coming out early next year. How are we doing on uh, time? Any other questions so far? Canadian dollars, but um, 
we're looking at an expansion into the US revenue, and then obviously there we would, we would be accepting US dollars. Um, and at that point in time, we'll probably do both in both countries, Canadian and US. Um, uh, but uh, for the online, then of course, there's different ways to, to fund. Um, there's, there's wire, there's uh, electronic transfer. Um, we are uh, releasing a, a solution soon Again, our whole idea is how do we make this a product that is extremely easy to use? That somebody can, um, you know, put in, um, you know, the twenty, fifty, or hundred dollars and and do it very securely and very quickly. Yes, ma'am. So the price, uh, the question was, is, are the prices the same online as uh, at the machines? The prices are a little bit different between the two because the machines, of course, they require servicing and there's a cost associated to that. Uh, there's also, of course, uh, you know, rental space that's associated with machines. Um, so in general, the, the ATM business is quite um, capital intensive uh, and the online, um, the online portion is a little bit uh, leaner to run. Of course, the development costs and all those things, but... Um, So the difference between the two is about, uh, I mean, everything that we have is in the single digit uh, percentage points as it is, uh, but uh, th there's a couple percentage points that there's different where it's a little bit uh, cheaper. Yes, sir? Question, I just related to something you earlier on about the regulation. Is it going to be more So why do why are governments? Yeah. Right. That's a very right. Right. No, it's a very good question. Actually, I think the Bank of Canada came out with a paper um, earlier this year where they were talking about um, they're, they're having discussions about uh, developing a, uh, a Canadian uh, digital. Canadian blockchain-based uh, currency. Um, there's countries around the world that, that are also doing um, similar, um, similar things right now. Uh, Russia, for example, is another, uh, is another country that's currently developing their own um, the crypto ruble, they call it. Um, I know there's uh, similar activities going on um, in Japan as well. So um, I, I actually think it's a very good thing if, if governments go ahead and develop, um, you know, Currencies based on a blockchain, uh, because of course, the underlying technology, you know, the, a consensus-based um, distributed, you know, ledger. The underlying technology behind blockchain is the driving force behind, you know, all the all the different uh, products that are built on top of that. So, are we concerned with Bitcoin, um, you know, uh, going up or crashing? Not necessarily. Well, first of all, we allow people to buy and sell. So, if, whether it goes up or down. Um, but more importantly, uh, Bitcoin may not be the final, uh, you know, the final uh, sort of uh, cryptocurrency that's that's used globally. Um, it's just the most popular right now. But we all know the problems with Bitcoin. Uh, we all know you know scalability and and uh, and, 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 and uh, transaction fees and and, and, and things uh, you know that are preventing uh, Bitcoin really from being used as a currency, where it's turning more into being used as an asset class really right now because it's just too cumbersome, um, where it's not scalable. So. 
will it be Bitcoin going forward? Um, that, that's, that, that remains to be seen. Do I personally think that Bitcoin is going to keep going up? Personally, I think on Monday, when, once, once the futures go out, it's going to retreat a little bit. Um, but I do think as, by virtue of it having the momentum and the, and the branding and the name now, I do believe it's going to continue going up in the, uh, in the short to the medium future. Whether it's going to be the, the final um, cryptocurrency that's used globally, I think remains to be seen. I think there's going to be challengers uh, that come up. Uh, and, and, uh, and we sort of saw you know, what happened with, uh, with Bitcoin Cash earlier on uh, uh, in November, where uh, you know, Bitcoin Cash overtook even Ethereum by market cap for a couple of hours there. Uh, I know Vitalik even tweeted about that. So, um, so uh, I think there's going to be challengers to Bitcoin, and and uh, and we'll be happy to to you know to see what uh, uh, what comes because of course uh, again we're here to, to provide a service regardless of what the what the currency is, uh, and, and we're poised to do that. Uh, and, and as I mentioned, we're poised to 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 import whatever currency we feel has the biggest demand at the time uh, on our machines and on our platform. Good. I think uh, I'm being hinted that uh, I need to wrap it up. Uh, thank you for, uh, for taking the time to, uh, to listen to me. And uh, one of our machines is actually outside uh, with some of our team members if you'd like to come out and uh, purchase your first Bitcoin if, if you haven't done so already. Thank you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with a friend you think would appreciate the send. Up next, more talks from past conferences. Thanks for listening.